Uh, today we're looking at, I think, a fascinating passage of Scripture uh, from 1 Corinthians chapter 12. In fact, I'd like you to stand, and I'd like us to read it together. Uh, this morning I'd like us to do a responsive reading. Uh, you just pay close attention, you'll see the, the screens that say leader, that will happen to be me. And when you see congregation, that will be you. And then we'll close out with all of us reading the last part of this wonderful, interesting, fascinating passage together. Let me start and then you jump right in. Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its parts form one body, so it is with Christ. Now, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? And the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts of the body that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable, we treat with special modesty. While our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it. So that there should be no division in the body, but all the parts should have equal concern for each other. Let's read together. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. And if one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. You may be seated. I, I love that passage. Because in that passage, Jesus tells us how it's, or Paul tells us, how it's possible for Jesus to live here today. You know, when, when I was growing up, um, you, you, you go to the checkout lines of the grocery store, the National Enquirer and the Globe and all those kind of things. You'd always see the front page was some kind of Elvis sighting. You remember them? Nobody could really believe he was dead, and so you'd have these sightings. What I'm saying to you today is if we will do what we're commanded to in this passage, in Montgomery, Alabama, in the Tri-County area, there will be literally some Jesus sightings. People are going to see Jesus. Now, if you're taking notes, write this down. Five things rather quickly that have to happen. First of all, there are different parts. We worry about people who talk to themselves. Paul's gone a further step in this passage. He's got different body parts talking to each other. It's an hilarious passage. But what he's trying to say is every part is important. And that no one of us can be the ear, the foot, and the mouth at the same time. Now, number two, here's the important thing. God placed these parts. God arranged the parts just as he wanted it. 
You are gifted and talented and here because God wanted you here and God has a part for you to play. My friends, let me tell you this. You were born to play big. You find your role and you play big. Number three, the Holy Spirit is what holds it all together. Why does he say we were born into the Spirit? We all drink of the, ho- the same Spirit, the Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit has miraculous and incredible powers. And let me tell you, the older I grow, the greatest miracle I see of the Holy Spirit is the miracle of a unified church. You see, so many churches are divided, so hard for people to get around. Naturally, we don't get along with each other. We nitpick each other. But with the help of the Holy Spirit, he brings all these different body parts, all these different talents and gifts together to be the body of Christ. And then number four, he says there's mutual care and concern. They all care for each other. Here's the great thing about this morning. If something good's going on in your life, we'd love to rejoice with you about it. If this has been a rough week in your life and you need to weep, we'll weep together. Why? Because when one part of your body hurts, your whole body hurts. You know that. You're out hammering one day and you slip and you hit your big thumb. What happens with your body? What's the first thing you do? Be honest. You scream, right? Hopefully you don't, what, cuss, all right? But you you scream. And then when this thumb's hurting, this hand comes over here to help it. And if you're really in trouble, where does the thumb go? It goes right to your mouth. You've been there, the whole body coming together. Now, in individualistic America, it wouldn't play off that way. We go, you know, I'm my own little Christian, you know, and I do what I want to do, and it's none of your business what, what happens in my life. So when the thumbs hurt, you know, and the hand's coming over here to help it, the thumb lifts up and says, none of your business what happened with me. Leave me alone, you jerk. That's not the body of Christ. The body of Christ says, you know, if you hurt, I hurt. If you rejoice, I rejoice. It takes every one of us with mutual concern. I'm going to tell you what, you want to see a strong church? You show, show me a church that laughs together and that cries together. That's what happens in a strong church. And one more thing. Here's the, the theme of today. All of us are working. Everybody doing their part. He says the hand can't say, I'm not valuable because I'm not the eye. He says even the parts that are, more, are less visible are more important than the visible parts. Sometimes you come to church and you think the most important people in here might be those of us up here on stage. I think Paul would beg to differ. He would say when you're out there serving, on, serving in the inner city, when you're out there teaching that class, when you're in that nursery... When you're greeting the people out on the sidewalk, he says that's as important as anything that goes on. Here's the key. It takes us all working. Listen to me. This is the truth. We cannot be Jesus without each of us doing our own special work together. It's not possible for you on your own go, you know, I'm fed up with church and I've had bad experiences with church. And so I'm just going to sort of minimally participate and I'm going to be out there on my own being Jesus. That's... That's impossible. You're not Jesus by yourself. We are only Jesus when by the Holy Spirit, we all work together. So today I want you to know there is a place for you in this church. I want to show you a ministry that started just a few years ago. It's a ministry I could never be a part of. Ministry might not draw you, but it's an incredible ministry that was birthed from the dream of Karen McCaltry. Watch this video. 
Hi, my name is Karen McCautry. I'm a small group leader and I started this service group called Sew Into Him. Uh, we're a group of knitters, crocheters, and sewers. We started doing a lot of things for Threads of Love, which is for NICU babies. Then um, it kind of morphed into uh, many things and uh, some things are ongoing. So Into Him has really helped the mission of the church in that we're trying to help our community. You know, I've already mentioned Threads of Love, um, which is NICU babies, but we have done a lot of things that we're still continuing to do. Like we make, make hats and scarves and we donate those um, along with coats and blankets to uh, for the homeless. We also do uh, bibs for Father Purcells, um, and we have all, last year we started um, working with the hospice ministry here. You can use your talents to in the service of God. Don't ever feel like that you can't contribute, or that you know if you do one little thing that that's really not making a difference. It is. That's a great example how somebody found their niche and is making an incredible difference. Let me mention to you a few new ministries among us that actually need help when you sign your form in a few moments, all right? First of all, it's our journey of hope. This is our group that's giving hope to those who've been struck with cancer. And they found out since they started that this is an incredibly large task, not just here in this church, but in our community. And you'll see some ways that you could sign up to be in that. Our Ask Me ministry, or, or really practically, that's our ushers. You know, when, when people walk into a new place, sometimes they have a hard time knowing where they go. And we need people in the lobby doing that. Especially at the beginning of our service, when all of us are standing. And if you're new here, you don't know there's lots of seats around on these corners. And we need some people to sign up to say, you know, I'll be there at the door to help seat people. I'll be in the lobby between 9 and 10.30 servers to let people know that there's a service over in the Life Center. We need more help in that. And then here's an incredible new ministry among us that just sort of started on its own. First time we really publicized it this morning, but I think you're going to be thrilled when you hear how this ministry started called James 1.27. Listen to this video. God actually called me to this ministry three years ago during Orphan Sunday. I was watching the presentation and they put the scripture James 1.27 on the screen and even though we were for, focused on orphans, um, the word widows jumped out at me and um, God put it on my heart that uh, I needed to look into what we had here at Landmark for our widows. And um, so I called uh, Jody or emailed her and uh, about 10 or 15 families that I knew would be um, a good match for it and we got started and we flew under the radar um, for that first year uh, for a long time until we were made an official ministry of Landmark Church. This, this ministry is a blessing in many ways. A lot of the women that we serve have lived, uh, usually have lived a little bit more life and they have a lot to offer as far as wisdom, um, sharing wisdom as far as family and kids and faith. And we have a couple of uh, fellowships during the year, and they are always great and a lot of fun. And at my age, I have um, come to realize that I don't know quite as much as I thought I did. And the insights and life stories that these ladies share are really a blessing to us, those of us involved in this ministry. A lot of sweet ladies. I just like to challenge um, you if you don't have a ministry that you're involved in, if you like writing notes, if you like making phone calls, 
if you have some extra time where you can go and just sit and have a cup of tea and chat with some of our ladies, um, then this ministry might be for you. Um, we don't take up a whole lot of calendar days or time. Um, it's really things that you can do um, in your spare time. So if that fits you, we could sure use your help. If you get involved, I promise you'll be blessed. Isn't that thrilling? I, I love they're there on Adoption Sunday. We're reading James 127 to look after the widows and the orphans in their distress. And we're all talking about the orphans and they're thinking, we're leaving out part of the passage. That's part of the passage God wanted us to do. And so without a big church bureaucracy starting just on their own, they started that ministry. It's been such a blessing. You might want to be a part of that. Let me give you a list of some of our ministries that, that need some special help. Maybe you think, I'm not so sure today we're all signed up. Here's some ministries that need additional help. You did such a great job two weeks ago, three weeks ago, signing up for Compassion 21. Almost everything is covered, except we still need some more teachers for our learning center at Gibbs Village on Monday nights. If we're going to be able to take over that whole learning center and make that a focus, we've got lots of helpers, we've got security, we've got lots of folks who want to go work at the food pantry, but what we need are some more teachers. And if you think you could be capable of that, please check that today. Mary and Martha is our food preparation ministry. If you are coming home from the hospital or you just had a baby and uh, we want to make sure that you have food so that you are free, uh, that's the ministry that takes care of that. Many of you would, could be a great part of that. We need more worship team leaders. You can tell by uh, members, we have a great worship team. It enhances our worship greatly. And uh, if you, you can sing. Now, I would warn you, they're actually the trial to this. I've signed up for this for 10 years, and they turn me down every time. <laughs> so maybe you'll do better than I've done. But uh, we want people to use their gifts where they have gifts. And many of you have those gifts. And so sign up and become a part of that. That would be greatly needed. We always need more life group leaders. The heartbeat of this church, where this church really becomes even more meaningful as the body of Christ, is in a small group. And if you would sign up, you don't have to be some great teacher. All you need to be is someone that's got a heart for people and that likes to take care of people and that can open the scriptures and lead a discussion. We'll, we'll give you everything you need. We'll give you some training. But we need some more of you to step up and be life group leaders. You may have a niche of friends that you'd like to start a life group for. And then our serving others ministry. Maybe you're more of a hands-on person. You just like to go out and work and paint and build something. We've got a group of people that are dedicated to that. They do an incredible job. I'd invited Sandy, the volunteer coordinator for the Family Sunshine Center, to be with us today. But she is out of town. Because Sandy cannot stop talking about the Serving Others ministry. Because they went down there over the last year and painted the whole Family Sunshine Center. You know, that's the place that women that are in difficult situations can go and be safe in our community. And maybe you've got some of those abilities and you like just to get out and do something with your hands and serve. There's the place for you. And then another really important ministry among us is telecare. And, and that's our effort for every member of this church every seven or eight weeks to get a positive touch. In fact, I, I want to talk about this one just a little bit and have some folks come share with us. Uh, I want to ask my mom if she would come up. You may not know she's my mom because her last name's different, Sally Lou Griffin. But uh, she's a part of the telecare ministry. It's actually headed up by my mother-in-law who sort of coordinates everything. So this is a very special ministry. Thank you. Doesn't she look good? <laughs> 65 years old. Looks awesome. 
I wish. Yeah, and I was born when she was 10. So, um, uh, Mom, tell us just a little bit about what, what do you do as a telecare worker? Well, I've been blessed to be a part of this since it was started several years ago. And my perception of it is it's a way for the elders and the staff to be aware of any special needs any of our members have. And what you do is Glenda sends you 10 names and phone numbers once a month, and then you get in touch with these, no, four, I'm sorry, Glenda, four names and numbers, and you get in touch with these four names. You have all month to do it. And some people you call, you're never able to reach. You just leave a message and tell them what you're calling about. And if they have a need, leave your phone number for them to call you. Then some people you call, and it's very uplifting. They say, I just am doing fine. I have no needs at this time. So praise the Lord for that. And then some people you call, and they have just had a blessing from the Lord in their life. And they share that with you, and it's uplifting for you and for them to share it and for them to know somebody else is sharing it with them. And then some people, time you make a call, and you know God's hand is in it when you call them at that particular moment because they have a definite need and are so thankful for the call and Most of the time, you will say a prayer with them for the need they have over the phone, and it really does give them a bright spot in a dark surrounding. And then after you do that, you send your responses to Glenda, of course, and it's just a wonderful thing to be a part of. You're blessed more than the people you call, and I would certainly encourage anybody that is considering this ministry to take a part in it because you can do it at your own time. You don't have to be on a schedule, and I find that it's best maybe to call between 7 and 8 at night because most people can take a few minutes and you don't want to interrupt them or bother them. You just want to let them know that we all care about them. Amen. All right. Now, we've got a great story to do, come with this. Uh, Emily Nichols, would you come on up here? And um, again, what makes this ministry so powerful is that it's about prayer. It's just about praying for each other. And uh, Emily's got a great story that I've asked her to share. Uh, And so, Emily, if you'd come on up here and just uh, tell what happened. And I do like your jacket. That is awfully nice. Thank you. Am I I, I on here like good? Okay. I just like black and white. It's nice. Yeah, there's no particular reason that you like it. Well, one night about seven years ago, it was a long time ago, I was driving home from work. I was in that dark place, in that dark moment where I needed a prayer really, really, really bad because I was in a really hard work situation. I'm sure everybody here has been in a a difficult place to work before that they didn't like, that it was tough. And I had been going through a lot of difficult things at, at work for a really long time. And that night was particularly terrible. I had reached out to managers for help and got shot down, and I felt totally defeated. And it takes a lot for me to cry, but I was on my way home from work and I was in tears because I didn't know what to do. I was at the end of my rope and I got a phone call on my cell phone and I broke my main number one rule and I answered the call to a number I didn't recognize. 
And it was Miss Sally Lou. And she said, Emily, I'm calling with telecare. I just want to know if there's anything that I can pray for you about. And I said, you have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, there is something that you can pray for me about. And I told her about what was going on at work and how I just needed, at that moment, that phone call from her. And it really helped me get through that night, at the very least. And actually, it really changed my attitude about work. Um, I've always known Miss Sally Lou to be an amazing servant to this church. Obviously, she displayed that to me just through a phone call. So it inspired me to go back to work and every day try and do something for someone else. Because it wasn't all about me at work, just like it wasn't all about her when she gave me that phone call. And so it really made it a whole lot easier for me to get back to work and have a great attitude. And things really did change for me. And luckily, I was able to find another job shortly thereafter. Amen. <laughs> so. You see what I mean about it being such a blessing for you when you make these calls, so don't miss out on them. No, absolutely. All right, Mom, I'm the preacher, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Give these girls a hand. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my God. Oh, I love you. Thank you. Okay, I'm going I'm I'm to... You got to help her down? <laughs> what a great ministry. And so many of you, you've got the time to make a few phone calls a month and make a big difference, just like we just heard. So you're going to have a chance to sign up for that in just a few moments. And let me mention just one more area before we start giving out the sheets. And, and that's the area you know we always need additional help is, is in children's ministry. And that's not a surprise because God blesses this church with more and more children. You know, you guys take God's command, be fruitful and multiply to heart. And uh, so it's, it's a great blessing. And we always need more help because we have more and more children. And, and let me say this about this ministry. This may be the area we have the greatest need. But it also could be the area where you, you receive the greatest fulfillment. Uh, I, I know just a few months ago, I was able to teach the first and second grade on Wednesday nights. Now, first of all, the curriculum was so simple I could do it. And it, it made it very easy to teach the Bible. It was all outlined, you know, different object lessons, scriptures we'd look at. It was awesome. But beyond that, the children were absolutely wonderful. And I walked away so blessed so I encourage you, there's a, on the forum, there's a big block of area for children's ministry. You can be very specific about where you would like to serve. We, we make no apologies as a church that we put a lot of emphasis staff-wise and ministry-wise on children and teenagers and college students. Why? Because we know the statistic that if someone does not become a Christian by age 21, the odds are they never will. And so we put a lot of emphasis there. And you can be a part of that. There are lots of ways you can part. So we're going to watch a video about some of the people who have been blessed in children's ministry. And while we're doing that, the men are going to come down the aisles and they're going to give you your forms to fill out. And I'll give a little explanation of the forms uh, before you start filling those out in just a moment. Let's watch this. My favorite part about working in the nursery is just getting to know the kids week by week and just seeing the joy on their faces as they are participating in the worship time and getting to know them um, just in a a teaching setting has been such a joy um, just to see them grow each week. The kids, interacting with kids, 
Um, Chris says I'm a big kid. I'm around my own kind. I just I love the opportunity to work with small children, to be with them, to uh, to see what they see and share in the joy that they have, and it, it's just tremendous. I'm blessed in uh, serving in the nursery by um, doing crafts with the children and um, watching them use their um, talents and abilities. It just warms my heart tremendously. I am so blessed by being a greeter in the nursery and seeing how these children grow in the Lord. I had a child tell me the other day, I um, wasn't really able to talk, but I was talking to him when we were talking about Jesus. And I asked him, I said, where does, where does Jesus live? Where is God? And I kind of expected, as most children do, you know, to point up or something like that. But he looked at me and grinned, and he tapped right here. And he was trying to say, Jesus is in my heart. And that's what we teach them in the nursery. I have been so blessed by getting to serve in the nursery program as a teacher. I felt so thankful for the opportunity that Leslie and Crystal gave me to get to teach. And I love the setup because they have the children rotating. And so I get to teach four times. And each time I teach, I have a group um, from three to five children. And so it's a really small group. And my favorite thing working with them is um, each week we go over how the Bible is God's Word and every word in the Bible is true, true, true. And it really um, has blessed my life because it reminds me how important a childlike faith is. Well, um, I think it comes from um, having grown up going to Sunday school. It was um, a great experience. I remember the teachers fondly that I had and I remember specific lessons that we had too, and um, and they stayed with me. And I think um, having kids now, it was it's great to be in their classroom, to get to know their classmates and their peers, and to just to have an influence on their lives. Uh, I got into children's ministry because my mom had taught um, first grade for over 20 years, and she had always encouraged me and mentored me in her classroom. And so when I moved on to a congregation of our own, I, that was just a natural step for me to do. And then obviously after I had children, I had more invested in um, teaching children. I've enjoyed working in the children's ministry just by seeing the joy in the kids' hearts and uh, the openness that they have to receive God's Word. I just enjoy working with children. I love seeing them learn and uh, that little spark that's just, uh, they just glow when they're, they're learning new things and enjoying learning. I guess it's, it's so fun to see them um, having fun while they learn about God and um, just their hearts being so full that they're just um, praising and celebrating and jumping around and having a great time. The thing that I like best about being a teacher for the children is just to see how much they're growing. It is so neat every week to see them raise their hands with all the questions that I'm asking, and they know the Bible a lot better than I do. They are so smart, and that's my favorite thing. The other favorite thing is when they come up to me and just say, hey, I love your class, and um, I'm growing as Christian, and that's just so important. I love those kids. 
All right, you all have your form in your hand. I can't tell you how important this form is. Without this, we will not know what to do with you in the year 2015. Do not assume because you taught the nursery uh, last year that you'll immediately teach it next year. We, we, we start all over, the computers are cleared, and we start with a new list. Don't believe that we're going to know this by osmosis, all right? So we need you to fill this out. There are some 34 different ministries, that's not all even the subcategories, on this form. Some of them are, you know, pretty big ministries like going and teaching in Gibbs Village. Some of them are things that I would call more like, you know, family chores, washing baptistry garments or or cutting the grass. Uh, We need everyone to sign up for a few things. You can't do everything. I can't do everything. But if you would look across here and pick some major ministries, maybe also pick some smaller ministries, uh, that would be very helpful for us. Let me also say, please fill the information up top so we have the right information to get in touch with you. If for some reason, by January, you have signed up for a ministry and you haven't been contacted, let us know and we'll do a better job of that. Uh, Men, I especially encourage you, we need more men to sign up to lead prayer and to lead communion thoughts and serve communions on Sunday. Sometimes that's a small little area up top there that can be overlooked. We'd also like you to make a commitment to be a part of one of our small groups. So you've got a lot of things to start off with, and then you've got some 34 ministries to look at and, and to choose. And I encourage you to go ahead and fill this out today. In a moment, we'll have a chance to hand these to our shepherds and let them know that we want to be a part of the mission of this church. Also, your, your giving commitment card is really important for us to plan budget and what we can do. I was talking to a preacher friend of mine the other day. They had surveyed their church. I don't know what it would be here. 48% of their members were not giving anything. I don't know what our percentage is, but some of you aren't giving. I want you to look in the Bible and answer, is that what God is pleased with, all right? And then some of the rest of us, you know, we could, we could be more faithful. As Paul would say, grow in the grace of giving. So if you could fill that out and put that in the envelope so nobody else is going to see it. Please turn that in in a little while, and I know that God is going to bless you. You know, sometimes, guys, it's really easy, and a lot of you are good about giving on special Sundays. I understand that's motivational. And when we have Mission Sunday or Adoption Care Sunday, I mean, you guys come through big time. That's pretty flashy. But there also needs to be funding for the everyday ministries of this church, and I challenge you. Let me tell you, there will be no adoption ministry without a healthy church. There will be no missions ministry without a healthy church. And so for you just to pick to participate in that, but not to pick to participate in the everyday work of this church, I think is, uh, is a failure of commitment. So I want to challenge you to be a part of what we're doing here. God's doing great things. You've heard a lot, a lot about it today. So fill this out. We'll take it up in just a few moments. This is so exciting because um, we get to do together what we couldn't do it individually. Uh, You can assure today that Jesus will live here today. I'm not talking about just in this building, even though a lot of this does have, I'm talking about that Jesus will live in this community because we come together as different parts of the body of Christ, filled with the Holy Spirit, with mutual care and concern for each other, each part doing its work, and we will have some Jesus sightings in this community because of what we can do together that we couldn't do by ourselves. 
So let me call the shepherds that will be taking these up in this service, if they would come to the front. And uh, when we begin to sing in just a moment, I would like to encourage you just to come and as a show of your commitment to them and their leadership and the ministry of this church, if you would just hand them your commitment card for your giving and your faith works form, then we'll have a chance to, to pray over those before we leave. If you have a special prayer request today, or today is the day that you are ready, just like, just like Michael did yesterday. Today's the day for you to be baptized and for you to be born into the body of Christ. Then please let us know. Uh, thank you so much for participating in this. Uh, together, we will do some great things in the name of Jesus. It's such a thrill to be a part of this church. If you would uh, bring your forms right now while we stand together and sing.